Hey, what's going on, y'all? You tune into the Attention to Artists podcast. I'm your host, Big Sarge. Hey, make sure you are subscribed to the Attention to Artists podcast. Available wherever you get your podcast from. Okay. I don't know why it seems like I have to come on here damn near every other day or every other week and talk about education. And I'm not talking about you all, the audience, the listeners, the subscribers. I'm not I'm not talking about you all being uneducated. I'm actually talking about educators. I'm actually talking about teachers. I'm talking about certified teachers who cannot do their damn jobs. It makes no sense to me on how you go to school or you go to alternative certification program, you pay all this money to become a teacher only to get into your job and your profession and to mess it up. You get into your job or you get into your profession and you waste all that money because you lose your job. What are y'all thinking? Because see, last week it was Susan McCoy, the teacher out of Georgia, who said that Breonna Taylor basically killed herself because of the people that, I'm sorry, the man she was involved with, who was a drug dealer and shot at the police and things like that. The forensic science teacher in Georgia had the nerve to say that to her class. Even though she had the whole thing wrong, she didn't care. She said it, and then what did they do? They issued apologies. So I'm saying to myself, okay, no possible way anything else can happen, right? Until Mississippi says, hold my beer. Ain't no damn way we're going to let Georgia outdo us. I like using that voice. All right. So, according to the Mississippi Insider, a Mississippi middle school asked eight graders to pretend that they were slaves and write letters home to Africa. Hold on. I, I, that's, I, I'm not making this up. I cannot make this up. Let me read this headline to you again before we even get into this. A Mississippi middle school asked eight graders to pretend that they were slaves and write letters home to Africa. A photo of a Mississippi middle school teacher's writing assignment on a slavery on slavery, excuse me, has drawn heavy criticism online with many slaves. I mean, let me start over a photo of a Mississippi middle school teacher's writing assignment on slavery has drawn heavy criticism online with many saying the exercise trivialized the racist institution. Steve Hampton, the Lamar County School District uh, superintendent, told WDAM, damn, <laughs> why damn? Well, look, hold on. The, the, the call letters for the station, WDAM, I feel the exact same way. Well, damn, that's how I would have said it. Anyway, Steve Hampton told uh, WDAM that the assignment in question was at the end of the slideshow presentation on the atrocities and negativities of slavery, given Wednesday to a class of eighth graders at Purvis Middle School. Students were asked to pretend like you were a slave working on a Mississippi plantation and write a letter to your family back in Africa or in another American state describing your life according to the image of the assignment that was posted online. Let me read this again. Pretend like you are a slave working on a Mississippi plantation and write a letter 
to your family back in Africa or in another American state describing your life. I'm going to stop right there before I even continue reading and, and, and going through this stupidity. Pretend you are a slave writing to your family back in Africa or, get this, on another American state. Well, hell, he didn't even have to ask them to pretend like they were slaves uh, back in the day. Hell, he could have just told, hey, text your mama or text your parents. You know, take, text your uncle, text somebody in your family, text somebody at your church. Hell, DM somebody. I am somebody. Put a tweet, tag somebody. Hell, because slavery is still going on right now. Whether you want to believe it or not, it just ain't in chains. And I understand some of you all are going to get mad. It don't matter to me. I don't care. I don't come here to make friends. I'm just letting you all know. I just come here to state the truth, spit facts on Attention to Orders podcast, and just keep it moving. I mean, if we're keeping it 100, he could have just said, hey, pull out your phones. Hey, kids, pull out your cell phones. Text your text someone close to you and ask them. And I'm sorry, text someone close and ask them to pretend like they are slaves. And I'm pretty sure that they would say pretend. See, when I was growing up, let me tell you what pretend was. I pretended like I was Superman. I pretended like I was Batman. I pretended like I was the fat dude from Bonanza. What was that fat dude's name on Bonanza? I can't. Was it Hoss? Damn it, I can't think of his name right now. Anyway, that's the type of stuff I pretended to be. I ain't never pretend to be no slave. I never pretended to, hey, guess what? Y'all want to play this game? Hey, hold on, hold on. Take your shirts off. All right, hey, somebody go, hey, somebody go down the street and get John. Yeah, yeah, John, the white boy. Tell him, come here. Tell me if you play this game. I'm pretty sure you heard about it. I digress. You may discuss the journey to America as well as the day-to-day task you perform. The assignment continued. You may also want to tell about the family you live with, work for, and how you pass your time when you aren't working. Hold on. Let me read that to you one more time. This is the assignment that these eighth graders were given in Mississippi by a right assignment that uh, the teacher gave them in Mississippi, told them to pretend to be slaves and write back to Africa to their family, to another American state in which their ancestors, I'm sorry, that their people were being owned by. You may discuss the journey to America as well as the day-to-day tasks you perform. You may also want to tell about the family you live with or work for. Stop, God damn it! stop right there. About the family you live with or work for, you may also want to tell about the family you live with or work for. Hey, man, where is owned by? Where is property of? What the heck? Where is owned by and property of because nobody lived and worked for a slave master for because they wanted to. They were owned. They were property. How are you teaching these things? Like, how is this stuff being allowed in education? Talk about the family you live with or work for. No. Owned by or property of. 
That's what this is. If you're going to put this in the assignment, that's what you should have said. See, that's the problem. You know what it's like? It's like a, a, a married couple. And one one spouse cheats on the other spouse and they decide to stay together and they they don't they, they decide to make it work. And one the, the spouse who got cheated on never forgets and the spouse the spouse that was cheated on never forgets and the spouse that does the cheating always wants you to pretend like it never happened. That's how I feel like it is right now. I mean, if we keep it at 100, let me side note right quick, all right? And it's early in the morning, so I ain't going to get too excited because I don't want my neighbors to be like, hey, man, well, I don't know what's going on over there, but let me listen a little bit closer because this, this, this dude over here has been knowledge. In all honesty, it's like a married couple where one spouse cheats on the other and they decide to stay together, but... The spouse who was cheated on never forgets. And the spouse who does the cheating never wants to remember or bring it up because it rehashes the old wounds. And that's what slavery is like. Uh, slavery is like talking about, excuse me, that's what talking about slavery is like in America. America never wants to bring up the fact that human beings owned other human beings. They never want to bring up the fact that the, the human beings were being owned by other human beings and being beaten and being raped and being mistreated by other human beings. And it was legal to do it and it was the norm to do it. America never wants to bring up slavery. Black people can never forget it. Black people can never forget. African Americans will never, we will never forget what you all did to our people. It just, it won't happen. So no matter how you try to eradicate it from history, no matter how you try to remove it from the history books or from the lesson plans or during Black History Month or any, any point of time, we're never going to forget slavery because it happened. And that's what I don't get is why, what was that, a couple of years ago in the state of Texas in which I live, and we're going to talk about Texas another time because Governor Greg Abbott is tripping. But wasn't it, in, wasn't it in Texas where they tried to totally have slavery removed from the history books? And that's weird to me because no matter if no matter if you take it out of the history books, you can't erase history. Dear America, you will never be able to eradicate. You will never be able to totally dismiss slavery because it happened. Let me get back to this dumbass teacher. All right. So. And for those of you all who are, who because I'm doing this live too on Facebook, for those of y'all going to listen to the podcast, for those of y'all just joining, we're talking about the teacher in Mississippi who had to write an assignment and told these eighth graders to pretend like they were slaves and write a letter to uh, their family back in Africa or in another American state and talk about their journey to America and what it's like living for working with the family that, that you know, how you pass your time when you are, when you aren't working. 
How do you pass your time when you ain't working? I'm trying to heal from either being beaten or raped. Mistreated, abused. I'm trying to make sure that I'm over here trying to heal and stay out of the way so it won't happen again. This is dumb. So the assignment was widely panned online with critics saying it ignored many of the facts of slavery and even suggest slaves would have had the ability to write and send letters. Talk about trivializing slavery, one person tweeted. The family you work for, you mean the master who forces you to work. See what I'm saying? The family using threats of violence to keep you in line. So on your day off, never happened where you were uh, whipped, raped, beaten. This isn't a letter from summer camp, people. Another Twitter user took issue with referring to the slave masters as the family you live with or work for. And see, I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't even I didn't even read this whole article. I only needed to read the gist of it to get it going. And we're on the same same page. It diminishes what slavery actually was and compares it to housekeeping. Frank Bunnell, the principal of Purvis Middle School, has since apologized to parents for something like this happening under my watch. Bunnell said the slide was taken out of context. Let's stop right there. Hold on for a second. Taken out of context. How in the hell do you take slaves riding home to Africa or another American state about being, it's, I guess, like the lady said, it's summer camp. How do you take out of context slaves riding home to Africa? How do you? A person could just read the assignment and draw a very unrealistic view of the true tragedies that occurred. That was not intended, Bunnell said in the uh, email obtained by the Daily Beast. However, intent does not excuse anything. There is no excuse to downplay a practice that even after abolished spurs unjust laws, unfair economic practices, inhumane treatment, and suppression of a people. Hampton, the superintendent, said that the assignment's purpose was to show our students just how horrible slavery was and to gain empathy for what it was like to be a slave. We do not discriminate against race. We want to be sensitive to what happened. Hampton said the issue had, had been addressed with the teacher who gave the assignment and there will be no further discussion with the teacher at the district level. Purvis is a small city southwest of Hattiesburg. So hold on, let me make sure I read this again because this kind of like plays into the exact same thing with Susan McCoy. Hampton said the issue addressed with the teacher who gave the assignment and there will be no further discussion with the teacher at the district level. All right, let me stop right here. Give me one second, y'all. Okay, I lied to y'all. Let me tell you how I lied to y'all. Because I said this early in the morning and I'm doing this podcast and I wasn't going to get loud because of my neighbors and I wasn't going to get excited. I was just going to sit here and try to have a normal conversation, right? I said that, right? I said that I was going to try my best to just make sure everything was just peaceful and calm and we talked, right? Let me get, let, let, let me get in character. Let me get in, in uh, not character, but... Let me get into my rightful mind. It's not a character. All my Vietnam veterans, welcome home. Germany, good night. All my active duty military personnel that's downrange, good night. It is now time for Big Sarge's Article 15.
Mississippi, the entire state, come get this work. Just like on last week when I said that I know a little bit something about the Susan McCoy situation, the teacher who talked about Breonna Taylor pretty much causing her own death, uh, and when she was talking to the forensic science students, I said I knew a little bit of something about that because I lived in Georgia. Well, I know a little bit of something about M.I., Crooked letter, crooked letter, I. Crooked letter, crooked letter, I. Humpback, humpback, I. See, I know a little bit about the state of Mississippi. I know that one, because well, I used to live there. I know exactly where Hattiesburg is. I lived in Hazelhurst, Mississippi. Some of you all have never heard of Hazelhurst. It's about 30 miles outside of Jackson. So I lived in Hazelhurst, Mississippi. One, Mississippi is the lower 40th percentile when it comes to education. Mississippi is the lower, lower, and when I say lower, I mean 45 out of 50 states, 45 and below. If I'm not mistaken, on a daily basis, anytime you log on to look at these statistics, you can see that Alabama and Mississippi is fighting for number 50. Alabama, Mississippi, and Georgia, they're all fighting for that one spot to be the bottom, 50. Mississippi is the lower 40 percentile in education. Mississippi has one of the highest poverty rates. Mississippi has one of the lowest educational rates. They have the, the, they're in the lower 40 percentile of getting kids ready to go to college. Like Mississippi is a poverty-stricken state. And if that ain't bad enough, guess what else Mississippi is? Racist. This ain't something I, I, I heard. This ain't something that I heard from somebody. This is something I know. I'm telling you, I've lived in racist Mississippi. So when I read this article about this teacher telling these eighth graders to pretend that you are a slave, to him, it was nothing because that's how they are in the state of Mississippi. That's how they are. That's the mindset. Hey, look, if Mississippi, if it was legal to still own slaves, Mississippi would still own slaves. Now, let me not be a hypocrite because so would Texas, so would Alabama, so would Georgia, so would Louisiana, so would New York. So with Seattle, inside note, some of you all always try to give Seattle and you always try to give Seattle and Portland passes, right? You always try to give the Washington State and Oregon passes on being racist when if you ever do your homework, they are by far just Oregon is just as racist as Mississippi. That's another history lesson for another time. But when I read this article and he's telling the class to pretend like you were slaves and then write, to, write back home to Africa or another American state and tell them about, oh, how great it is at this resort slash plantation. Tell them how working for us and living with us is so great and so grand. And in the state of Mississippi, they don't care. They don't care because that's normal, everyday conversation. The only reason it's being addressed is because they got caught like every other racist do. 
I'm sorry. Yes, you're sorry you got caught. How, as an educator, could you ever come to the conclusion that writing about slavery, pretending to be a slave living on a plantation, how in your right mind could you ever think that that was going to come out to be a positive thing? And if we keep it at 100, according to you all, slaves couldn't read or write, right? Which, by the way, side note, there was a lot of slaves who could read and write. They just pretended that they couldn't because they didn't want you all to know. But if I had to pretend that I was a slave and I was writing uh, a letter to back home to my people in Africa or in if I'm a slave in Texas, I'm just going to write to my family in Mississippi, Alabama, or Georgia, because, you know, I'm from the South and, you know, South hold it down. It would probably go a little something like this. Dear mom, dad, brother, sister, auntie, uncle, big mama, Paw Paw, because I'm pretty sure that I would have probably been one of the slaves that they would have separated from the whole entire family if I was allowed to live that long because of my mindset. So I'd, I'd have been writing to all my people throughout the South because the lineage I come from, they would have been split up too. And I'd have probably said something to the fact of, hey, how everybody doing? Just want y'all to know that I'm still here at Mr. Bob's plantation, and it sucks. I got beat for the third time on yesterday. My back still hasn't healed from the other three times that I got beat on uh, the day before that because I tried to run away or because I got hit with the whip because I was fighting because my mouth is too fly. <clears throat> they done everything but cut my foot off. I done been branded. So, I mean, life isn't grand over here. I work 19 hours a day, 19 out of the 24 hours. They got me in the field working. I barely even get a chance to eat. Don't get nothing to drink. My bones hurt. My body hurts. So, hey, I just want you all to know that over here at Mr. Bob's plantation, shit ain't good. And just keep it 100. That's, the, that's what I would have wrote. And then I'd have, I'd have turned that, I would have turned that assignment in as the eighth grader because I put it like this. Any African-American family whose kids had to do that assignment, I hope you allowed them to cuss. Because mine also, I, I know my kids. My kids would have been like, first of all, hold on, side note, Mila's oldest child? Shh, shh. Let me tell y'all a quick story. Let me get up out of here. So when I first met Mila, right, her oldest daughter, was 12 going on 13. And so Mila and I, the first date was at Steak and Shake in uh, Georgia. So we're sitting at the table, right? So mind you now, in Atlanta, Atlanta is three hours away from where Mila's mother lives. And at the time, you know, where Mila was living and the kids because she was up in Atlanta for a conference. So we're sitting at the table. And Mila's phone rings. And she looks at it and she says, hold on, I have to take this. 
So she answers the phone and she says, wait a minute. What? You Hold on. You're about to get suspended from school for what? Tell, hold on. Slow down. You're about to get suspended from school for what? And so she said, let me call you back. I'm in the middle of doing something. Let me call you back when I get back to the hotel. She hangs up the phone. She looks at him. She says, that was my oldest daughter. She's about to get kicked out of school. Well, get suspended from school. I said, get suspended from school for what? She said, because she called a music teacher a racist. I was like, called a music teacher a racist? She said, yeah. Said they were learning. Uh, at the time, I don't know, remember what song it was. But Mila's oldest child is she one of them ones that got book sense and street sense. And whatever song that they were singing had racial undertones in it. And she spoke up and said something about it. Now, if you're familiar from where, where Jamila is from, you just can't be no black kid speaking up, talking about stuff being racist without somebody saying something to you. But... She said they sent it to the principal's office because she would not back down on the fact that the song, whatever song it was, and I'm going to ask her this later on the day, whatever song it was, was racist. And so I say that to say this, if that had been her sitting in that class and her having to write that, it would have been profanity laced, even in the eighth grade. And when she when they called me and said, your child has turned in a paper that has nothing but cuss words on it, I'll be like, well, what was the assignment again? Hold on. Nope. You hold on. What was this assignment again? Oh. Hmm. Pretend to be a slave, huh? Hmm. Write to other slaves. Hmm. Pretend to be a slave. Let me read that paper again. I would have been like, and excuse my vernacular for those of you all who don't hear me really cuss. I'd have been like, oh, oh, no, you missed a couple of words. What you should have said is your te my teacher is a dumbass. That's just, no, my teacher is a effing idiot. I can't believe that this dumbass teacher got us doing this assignment. Hold on. Hey, can I borrow a pen? That's what I'd have been like. Hey, then can I borrow a pen? I'm going to help my child with this assignment. She got an F. I'm going to help it to turn it into an A. This teacher, the principal, the superintendent, anybody that's associated with this teacher is dumb. Because if he's allowed to be, he or she's allowed to give this assignment to these students with no repercussion and no mindset of it's insensitive, then that means that he spews this type of stuff. He, he spews this type of stuff on, he or she spews this type of stuff on a consistent and regular basis. So with that being said, let me go ahead and add some other stuff to this. He a dumbass. It does not make any sense. And that person Whoever had that assignment, whoever came up with that assignment needs to be fired. I don't want to hear about no sensitivity training. I don't want to hear about donating no money to the church. I don't want to hear about donating no money to no underprivileged kids, to no black community. No, just leave because your money ain't welcome here. Your money ain't going to do nothing here because all you're going to do is donate this money, move to another school district, and reword the assignment because you want to know. See, 
Let me get up out of here. But before I go, let me say this. A lot of times when you find people that's insensitive to slavery, a lot of time when you find people who's insensitive to racism, racial discrimination, and systematic uh, prejudice and things like that, when you find people like that, a lot of times it isn't that they don't know. They really just trying to see one, how you are going to react. And two, they want to be able to get what they want to say on the inside. They want to get that out. So when you encounter someone who's a bigot or a racist or someone who spews all different types of, you know, racial stuff, it ain't so much about you. It ain't so much about how you feel. It's about, I need an avenue to be able to get what I want to say out. Whether it be by screaming, hollering, cussing in a, uh, uh, a manner, uh, in a tone in which I don't sound aggressive. Because when you're talking to them, you get to, they get to going like this. The ones who really trying to make you feel like they understand. And it's always that, but, oh yes, I get it. I get it that, but... But, I mean, you have to look at it from this point of view. I can't look at black people being beaten and raped and dragged and mauled by animals and dismembered. I don't, what other way am I supposed to look at it? What other way? Where, where is the other view? When this teacher out of Mississippi is talking to these eighth graders and he's trying to get them to, to, to view view life as a slave, you can't rosy that up. You can't make that, you cannot make slavery, no matter how hard you try. You can't make slavery. I'm lying. I'm lying. There's one, uh, there's one other thing there's one other the, the thing in this country, in the United States, that can make slavery look like summer camp. Prison. And you get a chance, take a look at the American prison system. It'll make slavery look like summer camp. Big Sarge, I'm out.